Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, April the 10th, and it's also Easter Monday, which means many people are on the final day of a long weekend. Easter has many different meanings and traditions. Uh, for Christians around the world, Easter is a somber time, remembering the death of Jesus Christ, a man who was believed to be the Son of God. A man who was without sin, who was murdered by those threatened by his power. He took on the sins of the world and was separated by this sin from God, but on the third day rose and is seated at the right hand of God. Easter for Christians is a reminder that love overcomes hate, that light overcomes darkness, and brings hope to all who seek to understand this mystery. Easter is often a time for other traditions as well. Traditions of families gathering and having meals of turkey and ham. Traditions of decorated eggs from various cultures as well. And, and for many, a contemporary tradition is the Easter Bunny. So whatever the traditions and beliefs are for you and your family, I certainly wish you a happy Easter Monday and hope that you had some time with your family and time to celebrate your traditions. This year, due to my schedule in the legislature, I did not have time to make a normal turkey and ham dinner, but instead I invited all of my family for an Easter brunch, and we enjoyed a large uh, breakfast brunch yesterday. It was wonderful just to spend time together enjoying food, family, and friendship. I had all of my adult children home, Marie and I, and it was a good day as a mom, I will tell you that. Yesterday, April the 9th, was also the anniversary, a very somber anniversary, of Vimy Ridge. So in honor of all those who sacrificed their lives, on April the 9th, 1917, 106 years ago, let's remember the Canadian soldiers who fought their way up Vimy Ridge amid sleet, mud, and shell fire. 3,598 Canadians lost their lives while 7,000 were wounded. That's amazing, the number of people that were impacted and sacrificed uh, on that day and that battle. In this four-day battle of Vimy Ridge, April 9th, 1917, it is recorded as the bloodiest day in Canadian history. The Battle of Vimy Ridge was the first time that all four divisions of the Canadian Corps had fought together. And this symbolically showed the strength of Canadians when we fight as one. Some historians believe the strategic victory at Vimy Ridge symbolizes Canada's coming of age as a nation. There is a time for war and a time for peace. And let us all have hearts that strive for that peace, but also have the courage and the strength to stand and face the darkness with no fear with the strength of the men and the women that came before us, like those that died that day on Vimy Ridge. And I stand in awe of their sacrifice and ask that all of us today uh, remember those who sacrificed for our country and pray for the souls that fought for us as a country as well. I often choose to see the world not as it is, but rather as it should be. And that is an anonymous quote that I share with you today. I often choose to see the world not as it is, but rather as it should be. And I share that quote with you today because 
that is something that I connect with. And if you listen to my weekly MLA updates regularly, then you know I always share with you my mission, and that is to serve you, the people of Cumberland North. I always strive to hold true and live my life and do my work with the foundation of truth, and I aspire to attain justice in all situations. And in my role as member of the Legislative Assembly for Cumberland North here in Nova Scotia, I have some very special people come to me. And as I share in my weekly updates, the reasons people come to me vary from issues with roads that need repair to issues accessing health care in times of illness, problems accessing educational supports for their children, and some more painful conversations are ones with victims of family violence as well as victims of sexual harassment and assault. Striving to always do honorable work being truthful and working on issues such as sexual assault and family violence do not equate with a stress-free work environment. In fact, these past two weeks have been especially tumultuous. And I believe it's likely no coincidence that this is happening in tandem with the release of the Mass Casualty Commission findings, which speaks to the, to the problems of family violence, to the lack of supports for victims, by law enforcement, and by, in general, our systems, like justice. What we have in place are inadequate to support those that are in these harmful situations. Now, I will not go into details today of what happened over the last two weeks because I have filed an action before the court. I have grown tired of the harassment and intimidation tactics that have been shown to me. And most recently, the... PC party, the premier and his minister of community services put forth a notice of motion to have me removed from the Nova Scotia legislature. This is a classic response when people try to silence those who bring truth to power. Two weeks ago, I attended a presentation by a group called, ironically enough, quote, can't buy my silence, end quote. This group gathered 400 signatures on a petition and it was tabled in the legislature the next day by the leader of the opposition, Claudia Chender. Claudia had previously introduced a piece of legislation here in Nova Scotia pertaining to the issue of NDAs or non-disclosure agreements in cases of sexual assault. As for those of you that are unaware, it's become common practice for lawyers of perpetrators people that are committing sexual assault and harassment to silence victims by telling them no one will believe them, reminding them of the shame and the public persecution that they will endure if they make the sexual assault public, and then often coerce them into signing non-disclosure agreements in exchange for a sum of cash. And when a victim signs this, this NDA, they are legally not allowed to discuss it with anyone and they are essentially silenced. So there is a movement really uh, throughout the world right now to end the use of NDAs in cases of sexual assault and harassment. There is legislation that's been passed in the United Kingdom throughout some states over in Prince Edward Island and there's also other provinces in Canada currently right now looking at this legislation and passing it and we want this passed here in Nova Scotia. Uh, I also tabled a bill for non-disclosure agreements 
to not be allowed to be used in cases of sexual assault within political parties. And that bill was debated in the legislature. And as a result, the government, uh, well, the Minister of Community Services, Carla McFarlane, put forth a motion to have me removed if I was not willing to retract my comments uh, and apologize. In response, I also stood and read a notice of motion to the speaker um, saying that MLAs should be able to do their job without fear of intimidation uh, tactics, such as the what I have been uh, enduring the last couple of years, and gave the example of in January when I was threatened with litigation, uh, threatened to be sued for simply helping Gunther Holthoff here after his wife Allison died in our emerge waiting for uh, emergency care while suffering from abdominal pain. And then now most recently, and for those that, that uh, study politics and uh, pay cl close attention, uh, including our head librarian in the legislature, uh, what has happened over the last week or so um, involving me is quite historical. So the head librarian did some research uh, for me and brought up all of the cases when MLAs have been removed from the legislature, both here in Nova Scotia and throughout Canada. What is the precedent? And there is no precedent. Uh, there is no MLA that's ever been removed for words that they've shared in the legislature where we have privilege. So here in Nova Scotia, Billy Joe McLean and Trevor Zink were both removed uh, previously uh, for criminal charges to do with fraud, to, to do with their expenses. And uh, subsequently, Billy Joe McLean ran again in a by-election and was, was re-elected. But that is not in any comparison to what is happening in the situation that I'm in. And then when you look historically across Canada, there's very few cases where governments have just decided to remove a democratically elected representative. And the librarian found a case in 1940 from Manitoba where someone was removed because they were a communist. And you go back to 1874 when Louis Riel and Thomas McCready were removed. Uh, that's pretty far back in history. So these are certainly interesting times. And then if you're paying attention to the world news, you see that there were two democratically elected representatives in Tennessee at the end of last week that were just removed due to uh, some turmoil uh, around gun laws and gun legislation. And they were voted to be removed. And there's a huge uproar throughout all of the United States uh, because of this. So these are certainly interesting times and we will see where things lead over the next uh, over the next few weeks. But regardless of all of this, I stand firm. I will stand always for what is right. And sometimes that's not easy. Sometimes uh, there's a lot of pushback when people stand and, and ironically, ironically, I'm supporting this campaign called Camp by My Silence. And here I am trying to be silenced by those in government by trying to remove me from the legislature. It's quite eye-opening. It's quite eye-opening what um, can happen uh, when people have power. But I will continue to do the good work. Uh, in amidst all of this, over the last few weeks in the legislature, I've tabled 13 pieces of legislation, all with ideas and solutions to help make improvements in healthcare and as well as many other issues. So in a future update, I will go through those bills. I've also been tabling pictures of the bills with explanations in my social media feeds as well. 
So I'll keep my update short today. I do want to end off by wishing a happy birthday as well as anniversary wishes to anyone celebrating this week, including today, Aaron McIntyre and David Siddle are celebrating birthdays. On Tuesday, Marilyn Kinnear of the Gulf Shore is celebrating a birthday. On Wednesday, April Vansnick is celebrating a birthday. And on Thursday the 13th, Molly Ferdinand and Julia Lavers is celebrating a birthday. On Friday the 14th, Corey Chason and Kelly Chevery are celebrating birthdays. And on Saturday the 15th, Amy Menzies and Nathan Curry are celebrating birthdays. So happy, happy birthday to anyone who is celebrating this week. It's a sad, uh, sad time right now in our community. Uh, we've lost some very special people, including a man who gave so much to so many over the last number of years. He was dearly loved by myself and my husband, I have to say as well. His name is Chuck Linney and Chuck died tragically. He's been in hospital the last couple of months. And I, I do want everyone listening to know he loved his community and he was so encouraged over the last few weeks um, how the community pulled together and rallied and was was doing so many things to try and encourage and support him and he and I uh, were messaging back and forth over the last few weeks uh, up until he got put on a respirator and he was intubated but he he was so encouraged and I want everyone to know that he he sent messages to me, um, just letting me know how encouraged he was. So I do want to send my sympathies to Chuck Linney's family, to his friends, and to our entire community as everyone grieves his loss. And also the educational community at Cumberland North Academy are grieving the loss of one of their own uh, teachers, Charlene Bork. And she was a beautiful, beautiful teacher. I have to say she taught some of our children when they were in French immersion at Cumberland North Academy. And I want to extend my sympathies to her family as well as the educational family led by Kathy Wells at Cumberland North Academy. Also in our community, we've lost Minerva Grace Ockmore, my uh, sympathies to her family and friends, as well as Annie Bourgeois. And Annie was dearly, dearly loved by many in our community. And I want to extend my sympathies to her family including uh, her daughter Cindy, who is a, lives in Halifax and is uh, very strong in the legal community there, as well as her daughter Jill, who teaches also at Cumberland North Academy. And just extending my sympathies to both of the, them, as well as all the rest of the family and friends of Annie Bourgeois. So that's it for my MLA update today. Stay tuned. I'll have more next week. And I hope everyone listening has a wonderful Easter Monday and enjoy this beautiful weather. The sun is shining and it certainly symbolizes uh, spring and hope and uh, good things to come. Good things to come in the future for each one of you, for our community and for our area. Stay true to yourself, take care of yourselves and take care of others and have a great week.